Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Two guys named Chris. We are presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Of course, we are in the Channel Seed Studios. My name is Chris Williams. I am joined as always by Chris Hassel. Matty Staddy Van Winks is uh, <laughs> producing what? today's program. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at the commenter. Jason says, I'm going to laugh if CW's screen is black again. Oh, yeah. So for the people listening on the podcast, yeah, we we had to reboot. We started. Williams wasn't there. I had to flop around, morning, flail around for a few minutes with Van Wink and his cooing baby. And now it's here we are again mornings. rebooting. One of those mornings. I nice internet, you. Williams. Mediacom for the win. No, we're a very anti-Mediacom house these days. We have a lot to get to. Uh, I just I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And, really? And I, I somehow got in a fight with a bunch of like crazed Iowa fans on Twitter. Wait, this morning? Yeah, yeah. It's I woke up thirty eight central. I woke time up with this, as we record this, and you've already been into yeah. it with Iowa fans on Twitter. This one idiot started coming at me like that. That well, clearly he doesn't understand conference realignment because he's like, "Well, I wish, I wish Iowa would do what Texas did and say, fuck Iowa State, and not play him anymore." And I simply responded, sir, that's your best win of the season. That would be a foolish thing to do. And, you know, that opened up the floodgates. And I knew what I was doing at that point. But, you know, sometimes, like, I hold back 99% of the time. Uh I'm unlike Bloom. Bloom fires 99%. I hold back 99% of the time. And I just didn't this morning. And now I'm, I'm, I'm right in the firing lines. I can't believe you've already gotten into it. Usually people get into it like later on in the day, sometimes uh, at night, after you've had a few morning. adult beverages. Goodness That's you. gracious. That's you. I can Me? always tell yeah, when you are on your cross country first class flights. Yeah. Just getting drunk. That's when well, you start to just hammer people. Oh, that's not true. You're out of your mind. Most of I, the time I, I don't even have a drink on a plane. I am I'm gonna say one thing, and this doesn't have anything yeah. to do with Iowa. Uh, before we get into the Big Ten championship game, the Texas media has has shown itself to be Nebraska esque over the last couple of weeks. Oh, These really? guys are out there; they are just searching for reasons to fire up Texas fans. That the Big Twelve screwing them on the way out. It's it's some sort of like narcissistic like deal that they got going on down there where they're trying to victimize themselves on their way out of the Big 12, and it's just been horrible. Are they trying to set the table for potential heartbreak and not making it into the playoff, and that's somehow yeah. going to be the Big 12's fault? Yeah, the Big 12 will be the scapegoat if they don't because the, well, Okay, so I, I, I haven't read this stuff. I've seen it on the timeline, but I haven't cared enough to read what's what they're saying. But this is my guess. Well, if the Big 12 didn't suck so much, we'd have a better strength to schedule. And if we just won this game this week, we'd be in the playoff for sure. But now, since we're in the Big 12 still, we need help. 
and they're going to do whatever they can to keep us out. This one guy this morning was upset that other players had gotten votes for like defensive line for first team defensive. Like not that they got it over sweat and Taylor, I Uh think is his name. Um, that, that, that other players had gotten votes and that was his gripe. Oh man, man, they're trying to stick it to the longhorns, man. It's just like, God, like you're just creating shit to, you're just flamethrowing this stuff. Like, stop. You just stop gaslighting. Just the media sucks. Iowa fans do similar things. Like if, if, if anyone else gets a vote besides Cooper DeGene on anything, well, how can you possibly? It's Texas isn't the only one, but I, I'm sure if any call goes against them this week. Oh, yeah. Because Which, they're playing a team that's staying in the Big 12. I think that they, in any other year, are a lock to get into the playoff. But the way it's played out this year with all these undefeated teams and stuff, like it's it's tough. Like, And they have the best win in the country going to Alabama, right? That's the best win in the nation. It has so, to be. It has yeah, to I be. I think they have a great gripe to get into the playoff. And I don't know, do we do we start right there because that's yeah, one of the let's things do that I and then we'll get into Iowa. was cuz it Absolutely. is it, th- this is the week. It's championship week and then on Sunday we will get we will know who's going to the college football playoff. And you have these people uh arguing, "Well, Alabama's playing better football right now. They should jump Texas if they beat Georgia." We had the new rankings come out last night, and it was pretty much as expected. Uh, you had, uh, I guess it was two nights ago, Georgia, Michigan, one, two, and then Washington slides up to three, Florida State, four. Oregon is at five. Some thought Ohio State would still be at five. But look, I, I think Georgia wins, they're in. Michigan wins, they're in. Washington wins, they're in. Florida State wins, they're in. There's nothing Texas can do about that. There's nothing Alabama, well, if Alabama beats Georgia, but Texas needs help now my gripe if i'm texas is that we should be set, we should be five right now it, look be, I, because we have that best hear me out but i'm i'm, I'm with those I, I do i do think when you look at the resumes between texas and oregon oregon has maybe looked sexier they're blowing teams out but i, I might argue that texas deserves to be five too yeah i would argue that but then i would also make the argument if Texas is five and let's say Oregon six, and Oregon beats Washington, that's a big and avenges win. their one loss, then they would deserve to be in over Texas because yes. the Pac-12 unequivocally yes. this year is better, better than the Big win. Twelve. Yes. So to me, then then it's correct. Like, mm-hmm. but I, I think at this point they got it wrong. Texas should be five, but if that scenario plays out, Oregon would get in over Texas. If Here's- I if I had a vote. Here's what I wanted to, to talk about with the playoff today is is what we heard on Tuesday night from the committee claiming that they they don't rank teams based on most deserving. They rank teams based on whether or not they are the best, period. They say they are looking for the four best teams, period. It's not about deserving. And I think that's BS. Then Washington wouldn't be there. If, Florida State wouldn't be there. Yeah, that's BS. It all, but and I think that it should be more on. It should be a combination between the four best and the four most deserving. Because if it's not, if it is the four best, which they, they claim that it is, but it's really not. If 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 it's the four best, then the games don't matter as much. If it's the four best, then the game. Why, why is Georgia even playing? Yes, the, the the games and the results have to matter. They have to, or else what are we doing here? And I hate that they won't admit that. And then you have other people saying, well, but it has to be, the, they say it, it has to be the four best. So it sh- Washington should be out. Florida State, even though they're undefeated, should be out. No, if you go undefeated in a Power 5 conference right now, the way this is set up, you have to be in. You have to be in. You cannot get jumped by a one-loss team. It cannot happen. I'm sorry. If Alabama beats Georgia, I th- I think there should be a better chance of the SEC totally missing out on the playoff than getting two teams in. Oh, yeah. And if Alabama beats Georgia, to me, it's simple. You put Alabama in instead of Georgia. Yes. If, if Alabama right? beats Georgia, Alabama has to be ahead of Georgia. Yeah. 
And, and Texas, if Texas wins this week, Texas has to be ahead of Alabama. Absolutely. I don't you disagree with you at all. Under any circumstances, put Alabama ahead of Texas. You can't. Yeah, do I it. mean, what they're saying is, why don't we just like? Because people, I think, I think fans oftentimes will they sit, they think that like when point spreads are made, that it's Mike Palm and a couple of his buddies sitting in the back room being like, yeah, well, let's really fuck Oregon today. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Like it's all power ratings. That's all this stuff is. And if what they are saying is like, just get the four best teams, then they would just put the four highest power rated teams in. Period. Yes. They wouldn't even the look games at these matter. games. Yeah. And you don't have to earn it. It's, it's, it's not the four best. It's not. I don't. And, and if the committee believes that, if they believe that they're really ranking teams on best, if they think Florida State without Jordan Travis is one of the four best, then we need to get a new committee because they they're clearly yes. not. Yes. And but, I would make why, the argument. And I'm a Florida State. I'm a Florida State guy. I love watching Florida State. One of my favorite teams. I would make the argument that even with Jordan Travis, they are not one of the four best. But they're still one of the most forward-reserving, right. and that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. If you win every game and you're in a Power 5 conference, you cannot You're scheduling be LSU in the non-con. Team. They scheduled yeah. LSU. It's not yep. like they're playing Michigan's schedule here. Yes. We're in total agreement, and I think most other people agree with that too. But, but there are people out there, many of them, not a majority, but many, who believe that it is supposed to be the four best. And that if Bama wins, they're in, period. No. Bama needs help. Texas needs help. I think the only teams that control their own fate are the Georgias, the Michigans, the unbeaten teams. And I, th- I think you throw Oregon in there as well. I have a theory real quick. just came to my mind. Mm-hmm. This is this vintage Williams and Hassel sitting at Mega Bar at Circa, hashing out things. So... When I look at, hey, Maddie, will you pull up those rankings one more time, buddy, real quick? When I look at this top 25, I see two things. One, I see eight teams that I believe are capable of winning the national championship if they're healthy. Florida yes. State, I'm sorry, without Jordan Travis, you're not capable, but I, I'm not going to hold that against you for the sake of this argument. Mm-hmm. I also see um, five six, seven, and eight, all they all have legitimate gripes to be into the playoff, and I would make the argument that any recent years, prior to last year, they probably would be in because you would see more upsets. We don't have as many unbeaten teams. It's very rare to have four unbeaten schools, whatever. I just wonder how much NIL has to do with all of this because, one, we have more parity because I, I don't remember, Chris, very many years since the playoff came around where I thought eight teams could actually right. win a national championship. Right. I don't believe that. Usually it's two at the max, sometimes three, sometimes ah, maybe Ohio State sneaks in. But I, it, you see where I'm at? Like I, I wonder, yeah. so one, there's more parity at the top, but two, the top seems like so much farther away from the second tier. We've seen Penn State, right? We've seen Ole Miss yes. try and play these teams. We've seen, you know, we've seen Arizona go up against these teams and it's not close. So I don't know. I wonder how much NIL plays with that. Just the new era of college football. I think it's fascinating. I can't wait for the games this weekend. Me too. I I, I think there's gotta be some upset. There's gotta be some draw. I don't think this is all going to lay out perfectly. I don't, I think something is going to happen. So let's play this way. Oregon, Bama and Texas all win. Hmm. I I want to keep the the SEC out. So then we would have under that scenario. And the two guys named Chris playoff. One would be the Michigan would be the one seed. Mm Hmm. Would Texas be the two seed, and that's because they beat Bama. Texas would have to be ahead of Bama, but I think Florida State. Oh. Florida State wins, right? Florida State yeah. will be two. Okay, let's say they lose. Okay, we're kicking them out. Oh, you're kicking Florida State out too. Yeah. Okay. 
So then we're going Oregon three, Bama four. Who's two? Texas. Okay, so you got Texas winning. I think because they beat bro- Bama in Bama. I, no, I think Oregon's ahead of Texas. Okay, because a better conference. Alabama. Better conference for Oregon. Yep. Yeah. And then three and four. Yeah, that, that's where we would go. And the SEC, well, at least the two-time <laughs> defending champions are out. Which Look, is insane. Don't again, let these like, people tell you that Georgia had some gauntlet schedule. Yeah, they, they did beat number nine Missouri. They did beat number 11 Ole Miss. But as we just talked about, there's a huge gap there. Huge gap from those top eight teams to everybody else. Steve says, go back to the unique two guys named Chris Content. I'd rather hear you talk about placentas than the national championship. How is this, though? I mean, we've got Iowa is playing in the Big Ten championship game. We're 20 minutes into the show. Haven't even talked about that game. Haven't even, haven't even considered Iowa winning as a possibility. But I do have the blueprint for an Iowa victory from Josh Pate. This Josh Pate is a legend at Iowa State. Yeah, well, that's true. He, he, he is an Iowa State fan. He's leaned into this hardcore, this Iowa State thing. But he laid out the blueprint on his late kick podcast for an Iowa victory. Okay? Let's hear it. He says, unequivocally, Iowa's best scoring opportunities will be when Michigan has the football. So as Jeff, as you're saying in the comments, as all gas, no breakfast is saying in the comments, punt, punt, punt. No, no. What? No, we need to punt. True. We need punts because Michigan needs the ball. Punt on first down. Yes, you're right. You're right. So he says, Iowa needs multiple turnovers. That's doesn't even need to be said, right? They need to score points on those turnovers. Not off the turnovers. They have to score on the turnovers. Okay? Okay. Cannot give the ball back to the offense. They also need to score on special teams. And that's not just kicking a field goal. That's yeah, it's just hard with DeGene being out, but I get his point. Yes, right. that's returning yeah. some kind of punt or kickoff. And yes, you're right. DeGene hurts. You have to get Michigan into third and longs and somehow get them to take chances they wouldn't normally take, which is how you might end up with these turnovers. Michigan doesn't need to take chances, but you have to somehow convince them that they do. And when you do have the ball on offense, empty the effing bag. Empty it. I mean, like fullback pass. Brian, it's it's your last meaningful game here. Because let's be honest, you end up in the, the outback bowl pass? or whatever it is. That's not yeah. This. How long have we been saying? Okay, let's empty it. Like let's see. I I said it last week because it was the Nebraska game that didn't have an effect on the schedule or the um the standings and all that. We said it. You know, the game after he was fired. Like, are we going to see him open it up? This is the game where you actually have to do this sort of stuff if you're going to win it. Those other games, you didn't need to. You're playing Big Ten West teams. This is a game where you need to make things happen. Go down swinging. So if all those things happen, Iowa's got a shot. That's it? That's all you need? That's that's all Iowa needs. All right, let me give you a couple props here. I pulled up my Circus Sports Iowa. Yes, okay. First of all, the game currently is at 21 and a half. So that tells you that people are betting on Iowa here. It's come down. Okay. Pate also said Iowa can cover. He picked Iowa to cover. He says Iowa can cover without scoring a point. The first half line is Michigan minus 13. Okay. Props. This is where it's interesting. Christopher, I'm going to give you a $100 bill. Okay. And you're going to walk up to the counter at Circa, mm-hmm. and you got to place a bet one way or the other on this. Over under six and a half points for the Hawkeyes total scored in the game. Uh, 
that means that they would need that probably means they need three scores because they would need a couple of field goals and a safety, three field goals, or just one pick six, just one scoop and score, just one. Man. This is the game where not having DeGene just kind of screws everything, in my opinion. Yeah. Because I just keep looking for these outs and like he's your out on, on a lot of this stuff. I think I would go under. I think I would too, to be honest. But I mean, I'm just what? going you know off what? of track. If, you, if, you're, if you're giving me the hundred dollar bill, let, let's let it ride. All right, fine. It's coming out Look. of your bank account. Oh, it is. Okay. All it takes is one play. That's the thing. All it takes is one play, and you cash one play. Out of how many? How many plays are run? Didn't Iowa State run like well? Iowa Didn't State Kansas ran, State run over 100 plays themselves yeah. last week? Iowa State ran 32. It's like 150 still plays insane. in a game, in a normal game, between teams that score. There's probably going to be 110 in this game. You know, I changed my mind. I'm going to go over just because all it takes is one play, one fluke. It could be 50 to nothing. And you still have a chance, one play. For the record, the if you've done the math, Circa thinks this game is going to end up being twenty-eight to seven, twenty-eight to six. The over/under for Michigan is at twenty-eight points in this one. Okay, so that's what the uh, that's what the numbers are telling you. Here's what here's what I would like to know. We're, no one's expecting Iowa to win this game. But in these circumstances over the last few years, Iowa has been totally embarrassed in these kind of games. Two years ago against Michigan in the Big Ten Championship game was a disaster. Embarrassment. Last year at Ohio State, just total embarrassment. This year at Penn State, embarrassment. Where's the line here? Where's the line between, okay, we all thought that was coming. No big deal. Where's the line to, okay, yeah, meh, whatever, they lost, to, oh my God, it's another embarrassment and another national hit to the Iowa brand. Where does that line fall? Is it, because I think if it's 20 to nothing, okay, meh, whatever. But if it's 42 to three again, if... If it looks like yakety sacks out there on offense, it will hurt Iowa's brand again nationally. And I know Kirk Ferentz doesn't care about that. I know there are some fans that don't care about that. Well, we win. We won 10 games. It doesn't matter. It does. It really does. I mean, th that's why there were articles written this week about, well, why don't people get behind iowa as this big underdog in this game well because we've seen it yes and because the offense is so pathetic no one wants to watch that like people outside of our world like i can appreciate an iowa 13 10 win like that i appreciate i appreciated that iowa nebraska game i think a lot of people did it was entertaining to me but not to most people that are watching from from elsewhere. I'll tell you how you're going to know, Chris. It's it's often like if you go back to our journalism classes when we study the first amendment and how obscene obscenities are not protected by the first amendment. Remember those conversations that we had yeah. in journalism law? Mm -hmm. And what do they always tell us? Well, how do you know if something's obscene in nature? And I believe there was somebody when they were crafting the Constitution that stood up and just said, you know what? You'll just know it. Mm -hmm. That's You'll the old know. Keith Murphy line. He always uses that line about some judge <laughs> How does that he? decided, well, I, oh. I, I, I don't know the definition of pornography, but I know it when I see it. You'll know. I mean, if it's, you'll know. 
Van Wink, you got that audio this week. What's not acceptable is like the Penn State game where you don't get a first down. Like you knew. You just knew like, okay, this is not acceptable. This is like if they're out there completing real passes and, you know, the forward pass is a thing and you'll know. And I'm I'm worried that we will see it. (laughs) So, well, I'll tell you this on paper, if we're all just being objective, even you Homer, Iowa fans. If we're all just being objective, on paper, this does not look good for the Hawkeyes when it comes to not being embarrassed. Just going off of track record with all the injuries, everything stacked up, it doesn't look great. But it's um, it's still, it's like why we always say you want to get to this game because then it's just a any given Saturday thing. Right? Yeah. And weird things happen. So that's why they you play never the know. Games. But I saw a stat from CBS Research Last five games, Iowa's played against ranked teams. Not top five teams, just ranked teams. Last five games, they've lost all five by an average of 26 points per game. And it all started with the Michigan game two years ago in the Big Ten Championship. Van Wink, you got the audio from Kirk Ferentz on, uh, he was asked about, I think it was uh, Docterman who asked him, you know, why, why do you think Iowa, why, why, why is Iowa like not a lovable underdog? Why? Well, just play it. Can you, can you figure out why? Is it because you're not flashy? Yeah, people or? love not to love us. I, you know, that's okay. I mean, it's just what it is. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's me. I don't know. I thought, you know, I'm thinking of a decent person. I don't know, but uh, whatever. Uh, yeah, and we don't, we don't, you know, broadcast. I mean, we've had some success. But, you know, we just try to let our play speak for itself. And uh, I'm, I'm extremely proud. And I think all of our players are proud of what we've done here the last three, four, five years. Uh, if you look at the numbers, they're not bad. Um, but I, I think, you know, there's also a stylistic part. And maybe, you know, we're not, uh, you know, pretty enough or, or whatever it may be. But, the, you know, the objective is to win games. Try to find a way to win. That's what you try to do. And that, that's uh, our guys have done a pretty good job of that. So, yeah, we're proud of what we've done and proud to have earned our way into this thing. And now, you know, we got a hell of a challenge on our hands. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I mean, we've got great colors. I was easy to spell, right? I mean, that's really – so I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I'm telling you, I just don't want Ferentz to ever retire. I did like how Mike Halas immediately pointed out that Look, Iowa hasn't been some big underdog this season. They've been favored in nine games. Nine of the now 13 games, Iowa has been favored. So they're not, It's this isn't some huge underdog story. Now, it is a good story. All these injuries, they've been able to stay afloat. They've been able to get through the Big Ten West. But... There's not going to be a lot of people out there rooting for Iowa to win this game. Where you normally would get that with a team that's a 20-plus point underdog against a Goliath, a behemoth. It's not going to happen. Here's an interesting point from one of our commenters. The two most beaten-up, successful coaches in the country, Kirk Ferentz and Jim Harbaugh. There has to be some camaraderie there. Interesting side story. See, I would actually disagree with this. I would guess if it's like Kirk and Phil Parker sitting around having a cup of coffee, I would guess that they just despise this whole Harbaugh sign stealing thing. Don't gotta imagine. It just feels they're so old school. Like I just can't imagine they're like, oh yeah, I feel bad for Jim. Poor bastard. The media's been really unfair to him. There's just no way. Uh, yeah, I agree. And Harbaugh is going to be back for this game. Finally comes back. He's only he's only been on the sideline for six of the 12 games this honest, season for Michigan. Nationally, that's the most interesting part of this game. Harbaugh's back? Yeah. Like Nobody thinks Iowa can win this game nationally. No. Harbaugh being back is the story. When you watch game day, big noon, all that stuff coming up this weekend, that will be the story. Mm-hmm. And... What a um, what a story it has been throughout the college football season. So, Hassel, we should probably make some predictions on yeah. this. Uh, I, I'm I would pick Michigan to cover here, and again, 
I, I'm just, what's the information I have? Okay. We've seen Iowa in these types of games. It's never ended well. So what has changed since then? Well, you have more injuries. Yes. What have you done, you know, since the injuries? Hey, good job. They've won. We've complimented them on holding the locker room together on, I, you know, what I say on Monday. It's like, Ference is like the only system in the country where it's like, you just take these guys out. It really doesn't matter, right? Because he's got, but that thing is built to be bad to equal teams. And when right. you get these That's super the talented, thing. it's yeah, it doesn't matter against the Northwesterns, correct, and the Nebraskas. And sure, you're going to slip up every once in a while because your margin of error is so small when you're playing that way, and that that it's happens. Minnesota, it's maddening to Iowa fans when it does, but it doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. But when you jump up to this level, now I'm looking at, you know, I, I'll give Deacon Hill credit, man. He's a much better quarterback than he was a month and a half ago. And I, yep. I, I'll give that young man a lot of credit, but this is a whole different deal. I'll pick Michigan to win this game. 35 to three. It's pretty easy. Michigan cover and hits the over and the Iowa team total goes under. Um, I'm worried while- about the special teams aspect for the offense, right? We I've talked about this. With, with Coop in there, I, I just think Coop being gone on special teams is an even bigger deal in this game. Huge. I mean, you go back to that Huge. Ohio State game last year. It's like you had them in advantageous spots time after time, and you still get beat by that. But I, I just like, sure, you have Torrey Taylor, but on the other side, where are you putting this offense? This offense needs a dramatic level of help in a game like this. So that, that's why I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go heavy. Uh, I'll lean into. Michigan, for your sake, I hope I'm wrong. Okay. Since I took my $100 and bet the over on just one big play happening, yep. defensively, special teams, whatever, I'm going to say Iowa gets to seven. Okay. But Michigan wins 34-7. to seven. So we're pretty close to the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, if I could do it again, I'd probably give Iowa two field goals. Who's kicking them? I don't know. Doesn't matter. 35 to 6. Can that be my final? I hope to see Drew Stevens back out there. Shake the cobwebs out. Whatever was going wrong with him. Just shake it off, brother. You're indoors. You have no elements to, to deal with. Go out there. Keep the kicks. Look. Just Squib the damn kickoff. You'll probably only kick off once. Just don't kick it out of bounds. If Iowa beats Michigan, the Big Ten is out of the playoff, right? More than likely. I I think there is a scenario. It would take a lot of ups. It would take a lot of other stuff. Texas would need to lose. Florida State would need to lose. But I, you can't put Ohio State in and leave Michigan. That's out my with thing. One loss. That's my thing. But how do you? Because you then you're comparing the losses. Well, Ohio State lost to to Michigan. Michigan lost to Iowa. Well, I just don't think you can put Michigan in. Like, here's my deal. You want to talk about bad schedules? Let's look at who Michigan played in the night. Right? Like, I care about who you beat as much as who you lost. Like to me, like that. You beat Ohio State, and they did go on the road and beat Penn State, which was an impressive deal, especially in the way that they did it. But I just don't know how you could put Ohio State, which lost its last game, in over the it's, team it's, that it beat. It, yeah, it's the same thing with the Texas-Alabama argument, right? Yeah. You can't put a team in. Didn't this happen with... This happened with Missouri and Kansas in the Big 12 back in like 07, where the teams met, one was ranked number one, one was ranked number two, something like that. And then the team that won went on to the Big 12 championship game and got beat and then got passed up by the team that they beat for a, for a BCS bowl game. Remember that? Because I think it was Missouri yeah. beat Kansas. 
Yeah, Van, Van Wink's got it out. That was Mangino and Pinkle. Missouri era. beat Kansas. It was like the last game of the regular season. And so Missouri went on to the Big 12 championship game, got beat. And then they got left out because they lost their last game. Kansas yeah. got in to a BCS game and won the Orange, the Orange Bowl. Bowl, I think, against Wake Forest. Yeah. I always go back, way back, to whatever year when Nebraska got pounded by Colorado on Black Friday. Like, killed. They lost by, like, 30 or so. It was mm -hmm. awful. And then they still... The same thing happened where somebody ahead of them lost, and they still made the big... Or the BCS championship game. And that was the year that Miami just killed them. Do you remember that? Yeah. And this has happened in the playoff, too. I believe a, a, a number one ranked team, I can't remember who it was, lost. But um, Heather Denich put out, Heather Denich from ESPN put out like facts about the playoff and how no team going in number one to championship weekend had ever fallen out of playoff position. Somebody got beat, but only fell to three. So basically saying that Georgia's going to be in no matter what. And I don't think that's. I don't think that's the it should be the case anyway. I think if Georgia gets beat, there's a good chance they get left out if other things happen. Also, no one has jumped from I think six was the lowest anyone has ever jumped championship weekend into the playoff. And it was that Ohio State team, what, 2014 or 2014, I think, that ended up winning the national championship. So it would be unprecedented to have a that Texas was the year that or TCU just get piss pounded in. Iowa State in the last week because Gary Patterson, they were like right there. Oh, yeah. Style points. Oh, yep. man. That was brutal. Oh, yeah. Everybody knew we were in for a long day going into that one. Woo. All right. Uh, I want to thank a couple of our great sponsors. We don't need to do the kitchen refresh back and forth today because Iowa State doesn't have a game. But shout out to our friends at Kitchen Refresh. Check them out at Kitchen Refresh Iowa. Have they started yet? Have they started demoing? No, yet? we're going to start after the holidays. Okay, come on. I don't want. I don't. But the thing about it, when you do kitchen refresh, it really doesn't take that long. It's not like it's so much better than redoing your entire kitchen because they don't rip everything up for like two weeks at a time. It's like a couple day process, and it's like a third of the price. KitchenRefreshIowa.com. Think about using that tax return coming up on this. Invest in Wait. your house, baby. You get money back in taxes? No, but most people do. Oh, okay. Like normal humans that don't have a really? bunch of 1099 income like we do. Yeah. Oh, we. it's always like, you have to dig into the savings again. Tax season sucks. Brutal. But for most people, yeah, they're getting a couple thousand bucks back. Put it towards your kitchen. Oh. KitchenRefreshIowa.com. Oh, oh, to be a normal person. Steeple Ridge bourbon. Cheers to Ooh, the freaking Oh, I had some of that weekend. when I was back. You liked it, didn't you? Daddy liked it oh, a yeah. lot. Oh, daddy. Like. Are you home this weekend? Oh, I am, brother. Cheers to that, my friend. Cheers to not having to travel for the first time since mid-August. I get to sit back and just let these games wash over me beginning Friday night with the Pac-12 championship. You're just going to be baptized in college football. Oh, just gonna, I'm just going to take a college football golden shower all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What you have pneumonia? It was like a death rattle. Dude, no, I've it's been a week. I haven't even told you because I don't want to bitch and moan when I'm sick what you, like you do. Oh God, you have pink throat. Too many golden showers out there in Orlando, apparently. You got a golden shower in your throat. Man, it's been brutal. Have you heard the song Throat Baby? <laughs> I have not. Throat baby? Throat baby. It is the most ridiculous song and lyrics I've ever heard in my life. It's a rap song. And um, I don't even th reference I don't to the think throat. we can play it. I, I think the gist of the song is 
I am going to inseminate your throat. You are going to, if, if you have a uterus in your throat, it's going to get pregnant. That's basically like that's the what the words are actually like leading you to. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Van Wink, we can pull up the lyrics to that song and, and you can decide if it's appropriate for the. Um, I, I actually, I wanted to bring back a segment. So I used to do this with Ross Peterson on Cakes and L. We call it Ross Raps. Yeah. And Ross would read the lyrics to a uh, oh. rap song. We're going to do this now with Van Winkle. Van Winkle, please read the lyrics to Throat Baby. Jeez, I don't think you can. No, you can't. I don't think you I can read just... all of these. I apologize oh, for the people watching. If you Why? Because the baby? Williams or, or Van Wink, I told you that you were supposed right, pull to. Pull that off the screen. Yeah, you can't have that on the screen. What did you put that on the screen for? I told Pull up you the you lyrics, had to Van vet Wink. that first. No, but I wanted you to vet it and decide. You can't have that on here. You're gonna have to black that out. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna we're gonna get taken down from YouTube. The Iowa State Kansas State game. We all love snow games, right? We now have proof. It was the most viewed. Fox Saturday night game of the entire season this last week, the the snow game. Almost 4 million people took in Iowa State and Kansas State. A 1.8. Uh, and that, so that beat great. out games like, you know, USC, Oregon, Texas, Iowa State. Um, I guess it's not a phenomenal time slot, but that's a huge number. 3.29 million people watching that game. And again, it's not like there was a lot on the line here. We all people love tune snow into games. snow games. We love the snow games. It's incredible. And you, 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 you put in snow game and just one big play after another. Yeah. And then, you know, it, there's part of that deal too, where your buddies start texting you. Oh my God, are you watching this? More people keep tuning in. I'd love to see like per hour ratings on that how it grew as that thing came along Rocco Beck is the Big 12's freshman of the year and I could only go back to when Hassel was adamant that he should not be the quarterback because of his height oh I have audio if you guys want to hear it oh yeah back to the archives let's go and see what Chris had to say I'm I, if I'm uh, if I'm a little Becked I'm a little bit peeved why is that? Because I think if, if I'm a fan, I'm seeing this picture. I'm seeing J.J. Cole just, just towering over Becht. Just towering. Making him look like he's 5'8". I'm thinking, all right, Cole is my guy. Really? I want him to win this thing right now. I would like the real height for Becht. It's stunning to me because his dad is like 6'7". So you're saying you're, you're going strictly off the height of the quarterback? Oh, yeah. I'm all in on Cole now. He's. I'm riding with him now. <laughs> Small Rocco, look at him now. Good job look. on that poll. I didn't even set that up. For yeah, you that, that that was well done. Hey, I was I was DMing with his, with his dad last Ooh. weekend. He's he still likes me. See what does 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 Anthony watch the show? I don't know. He said, I love your content. I think that means he's a two guy. Oh, yeah, he must Chris be tuning in. Listener. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Coach Beck. XFL season getting ready to start heating up in the offseason, baby. Oh, yeah. What is it, St. Louis Battle Hawks? Battle Hawks. All right. We already did championship games. We already did the playoff talk. We'll do a little hoops. I watched Iowa the whole hosted. Iowa game last night. Yeah, I only watched about 10 minutes of it. Um, Midway through the second half, I had kid stuff going on. But they beat North Florida. Iowa State goes to DePaul. Terrible time slot up against these championship games. And Iowa State taking on a bad DePaul team. It's still on bad. the road. And After watching Iowa State and Orlando, I'm not exactly confident going into any of these games right now. I, what is that game on? More. Friday night or Saturday? Friday night, yeah. Okay. But it's FS1, so it is, you know. It's like national TV, so any, anybody can watch it. It's part of this 
Big 12, Big East challenge. The ACC and the SEC have been playing this week on on ESPN. I think this is a strictly a Fox deal between the those two schools. How the hell did they pair Iowa State up with DePaul? My only guess, Chris, is that it was it's regional, but I, I don't know. These other games certainly don't look regional. I don't know. I, I, I don't have an answer to that, but that's what Iowa State got. That's too bad. I mean, DePaul is like, one in five. It'd be nice if it was even like Xavier. DePaul's yeah, terrible. anybody. Iowa would always get paired with DePaul. Miserable. I mean, Iowa State, what were they picked, though? Like eighth in the league? It's not like, you know, the preseason yeah, I know. hype was out of control with the cycle. No, and the in-season hype isn't out of control right now after that showing yeah. last week either. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Fran McCaffrey's comments? I'm going to read you a quote, Chris. Uh, this was about these. It was an, so an eight o'clock Wednesday night tip against North Florida. Fran says, you know what? You're either going to come to the game or you're not complaining about what time it starts. That's over. The games start when they start. That's the way it is. I was totally fine with it. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of ways that that could have gone haywire, depending on how you answer it. Because w- what's the right answer? What's the good answer? What do fans want to hear? I don't know. I think that answer can only be that, like there's only a negative. And I thought he handled it as well as he could. I mean, what are you going to do? Well, and like we, we have this no, game, we have, they couldn't control. So right, if Iowa State fans want to bitch about the noon Sunday games. That's a legitimate bitch because those games are ESPN plus. And from what I understand, Iowa State controls those tip times. Yeah, they do. But Can like you hear that hammering in the background, by the way? No. Okay, good. When just, Iowa just gets one project after another here. God. BTN on a Wednesday night at eight, they really don't have a say in that. Right, because there was a so, game. There was a game before Iowa's. Then this was that that was leading into this. And since Iowa isn't Eastern Time Zone, because the Eastern Time Zone they always get the earlier games. Central Time Zone gets stuck with the later games. I I had no problem. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, and why? But if I'm a fan, like, what? Why the hell am I going to see North Florida? You're a thirty point favorite against a team picked eleven out of twelve in the A Sun. It's it's not these kind of games that concern me as an Iowa f- a basketball fan. It's the games against a Big Ten opponent on a on a Thursday night at nine o'clock that that concern me, or a, a Tuesday night or whatever it is, a Sunday. It's those games where you don't get the students in. These whatever you know. Why the hell would you go to this game? Iowa wins 103 to 78. It was I, I, North Florida was leading this game a couple minutes into the second half. Iowa's defense was atrocious in the first half, just terrible. They did pick things up in the second half. They pulled away. They didn't cover, but Tony Perkins was really good. That was nice to see. He had just lost one of his grandparents, um, so he, he had an inspired performance. But now here we go. At yeah, look at this skip. number one Purdue on Monday before going to Iowa State. And then they host Michigan. Like the defense has to pick up. Or else they're in for a world of hurt. You can't just outscore everybody. But man, Owen Freeman is going to be a star. This is the shades of Luca Garza when he was a freshman. Like this kid, you you got to find a way to get him more playing time. Like he, and I don't think he's that much of a liability on the defensive end. Like Garza was like a huge liability defensively. I, I don't think Freeman is is that big of a liability. And he's, he's a true freshman. He's going to be good. He's already, in my opinion, he's already the best player on this team. Shout out to Dan. He's got COVID. Finally gets to sh- watch the show live. Hey, Dan. Watch it on YouTube. 
Congratulations the, on the COVID, Dan. I hope you caught the false start. We started the show and Williams' internet was down. You got five free minutes that you won't get on the podcast. Uh, just projecting via Ken Palm, it looks like Iowa's going to be about a 14, 15 point underdog at Purdue. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks game right now, and this will change after Friday night with Iowa State, looking at about a five point differential. Sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. If, if I, you're going to give me five, I'm probably taking Iowa at this point. Just Yeah, I, man, I'm not confident in Iowa State right now. I need to see them bounce back against a real opponent and look good. I mean, even the VCU win, they didn't look good in it, you know? Get down all the way. They played their best basketball of the season in the first half against A&M, and you blow that lead. Like, I just I don't know how any Iowa State fan could be bullish going into that one right now. And I just don't think anything that happens on Friday night is going to be that relevant. Right. The ball sucks. You got to beat them by 20. That's the only way Iowa State can have a successful night. Let's see real quick. The DePaul line is not up yet. Iowa State will be about a 10 point favorite in that game on the road. If that tells you anything about DePaul. Can I crowdsource a conversation that we started to have before the show? I don't think you've weighed in on it yet. Williams. I'd love this. Let's go. Van Winks. Totally ripped. Mike Golick's podcast, Gojo and Golick. He, they had this layout. It looks great, where they put you know people who appear on their podcast, people they're talking about on their podcast. He totally ripped it, and is using it now for two guys named Chris. And I said, "You think that's okay to do?" He's like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, it's fine. Oh, I think it's fine. Why not? Imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's fine. Okay, Van they Wink, don't pull, own the layout. Van Wink, pull up pull up the layout. You just showed our layout, the one you did. Yeah. Show, show theirs. Okay, one second. Show what theirs looks like. And let's see how close this is. Just give me a sec. You got Williams looking like he's a hunched over 50-year-old. <laughs> You Thanks. really can't hear that drilling in the background? There's the, No. That's their layout. No, I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. Okay. Uh, let's see what the what the list is. Why don't think. you text like uh, a friend of the program, Golik? Listen, I, don't on. I, I, I think it looks great, Van Winks. I Thank think you. it looks fantastic. What about this Aaron Rodgers deal? Isn't this unbelievable? What? Rodgers is back, like, practicing now. Oh, God, get out of here. Who cares? The Jets suck. They're, they, they're holistic, out of playoff man. contention. I need get to be a, more holistic. That. I need to start doing more herbals. You know, just herbal healing. I, I do want to go on a darkness retreat. That is on a bucket list for me. Jackson has commented several times during the show that he wants to discuss my tweet where I said Iowa. I don't know if I said would be. I thought I said could be the preseason favorite in the yeah, Big I 12 next That's season. how I understood you. You're throwing out the conversation. You were not being definitive. I was just saying, I think, you know, if, if Iowa was in the Big 12, they could be the favorite going into next season. And, man, a lot of Iowa State fans were pissed. Who's the favorite right now? Utah. Cam Rising coming back, it's Utah. Kyle Whittingham's back. Probably. And Probably I would also put, Utah. I think but, Arizona. But I mean, is Utah, what's, what, Utah's not even ranked. Like what? Yeah, I know. But I, I give them a little bit of a, like they lost a Heisman contender at quarterback. Oh, no. Cam Rising's not a Heisman contender. He could have been this year, I think. I mean, it, top it 20 maybe. <laughs> I mean. It's a pretty big loss. I like Utah, I, and I think Utah's a lot like Iowa. Utah's like Iowa, Utah's but better with, than Iowa. with an offense that has gotten into the 21st century. But they're tough, I just, big, mean, usually play well late in the season, not this year. I think yeah. Iowa, Utah like a traditional, could be the favorite. 
a traditional Iowa team would be picked in the top five. But well, it's too yeah. hard to know. It's too hard to know because we don't know who the hell is going to be there. Well, we got Cade McNamara coming back, baby. Well, I'm not even just look about out. Iowa, but like I don't know what's Dion bringing in. What's what's TCU going to do? They have if, a ton of money. Like I don't if you know. You would ask me this what two about months Oklahoma ago. State? I would have said Colorado would come in as the favorite. I mean, Oklahoma <laughs> State to me. I'm looking at them and Kansas State and saying, you yeah, know. Kansas State too. Yeah, like I don't think you're crazy. I don't think Iowa. Would, I think Utah's the clear favorite next year. But again, like this freaking portal season, man. Look at all these quarterbacks that are going to be moving around. Oh, my I don't God. know. I can't gonna, tell you who's going to be picked where next year. And I think we're going to see even more quarterbacks go in the portal just because, just because they are being told, "Oh, you you go, you're going to get a million bucks." Yeah. Just go out because now you got the, coaches saying. I mean, Matt Rule just said it. You want a good quarterback in the portal? It's going to cost you over a million dollars. And he's let and he's the right. market dictate it. Yeah, he's right. Like at, at that, like if you want that level of quarterback, but then you're going to have these medium level quarterbacks who think they're worth a million dollars. They're going to go in the portal for the hell of it. That's what. And they're not going to get that. I, I'm going to work on. I'm not going to publish it lately, but the, anytime soon. But there's there's a real like aspect of this. Where I think it is is really the lack of structure. We we in our minds we think it's player friendly, right? Because these guys can go into the portal and they can make all this money and they have all this freedom. I think there's a real aspect of this, Chris, going around that we haven't heard about yet, where it's really mentally screwing with a lot of these young people because they don't want to leave. Like a lot of these guys, like I mean, I'm sure at Iowa and Iowa State there are players. Who specifically Iowa State because it's not in the Big Ten. They just don't make as much money. But it's like they could go out and make, and it's tempting, right? Money is tempting for anyone. But like from a personal level and what's good for them, they just want to stay here with their friends and get their degree and have fun playing football and hopefully get to the next level. But there's this like, this temptation that's out there that isn't guaranteed in most instances. Like you can go and chase the money and there's no guarantee you're even going to get it. What happens if you take a, if you're a freshman and you take a three-year contract and they're, they say they're going to pay you a million dollars and then this whole thing blows up next year and NIL is completely gone. Because, you think that's possible? Well, I think it's possible that NIL wouldn't be gone, but in the way that it is, it would be where these collectives no longer exist, where, all of a sudden, these players are getting a share of the television contract as opposed to it's just you know, this is free agency, but there are no rules in the NFL. You have a collective bargaining agreement. You have you have things that are out there to protect the players, to protect the teams. To There's no structure here. Mm-hmm. And I just think back to when I was 19 years old, some of the things that I stressed about are like absolutely nothing compared. To, you know what I mean? Like, this is really hard. A lot of these players have great families behind them and they can handle it, and a lot of them do not. And they will make decisions that, for the wrong reasons, that will impact them for the rest of their life. There you go. And I think you're also going to have a lot of players and coaches on the Oregon states and Washington states of the world that, since they are being left behind, these, these players, these coaches feel like they need to jump now. Yeah. Like they need to go now. We just saw the Oregon State coach jump from there to Michigan State. I don't, I don't think Michigan State was a much better job than Oregon State. I mean, you look at some of the facilities Oregon State has now, the brand-new stadium, great fan support. But you can't be left behind as basically a Mountain West team. Or if I was that guy, like, and, and I'm – I don't know everything that is going on out there, but I would make the point just stay at Oregon State, go 10 and 2 for the next three years, and then you're going to have a much better job than Michigan State to jump to. True. I mean, we are living in a crazy time. I'm glad we get to somewhat chronicle it twice a week because we're going to look back on this in 10 years and it it's going to be completely different. All right. Um, thanks to everybody. This has been a. Fun show. We probably could have gone another hour at least today. 
Thanks to all of our sponsors, Fairway Meat and Grocery, Channel Seed Studios. Go out and buy yourself a bottle of Steeple Ridge bourbon for the upcoming weekend. Um, Hassle, enjoy watching the games from the comfort of your own home. This will be fun. I'm going to. Hey, I'll even say it for you, buddy. Go Hawks. <laughs> I think I think Iowa State fans can say that because there's no threat, you know. There's no threat that, oh, God But if it, if it would happen, it would be the most insufferable. Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, my God. I, oh, I, we I, forgot to. I can't fathom it. Calling my shot, it'll. I think I'm. Uh, my shot is Liberty Bowl for Iowa State too. By the way, that's my. That's my projection. Well, that will depend on Texas and everything else happens. But I would. I, is I'm that go a, Is that an American conference opponent? No, it's a, it's, a, it's supposed to be an SEC opponent. Oh, really? Okay, good. But sometimes, if the SEC doesn't fill its allotment or whatever, you can get paired with somebody else. But it's supposed to be like a. Auburn, that type of a team. Hmm. Okay. Which is what I'm hoping for, but we'll see. There are rumors that they want another Memphis-Iowa State game because that's like a sure sellout. So I'm praying that that doesn't happen. Memphis is not in the SEC. Correct. But again, if if the SEC doesn't fill its allotment, then then that game will often go and take one of the top like American-type teams. So we'll see. All right. I'm, I do not want to see Memphis and Iowa State play again. That no. would suck. No, thanks. All right. Uh, he is Chris Assel. I'm Chris Williams. Matty Van Winks running the program for us as always. Holding the baby. He is doing multitasking. We'll be back. We'll be back on Monday. Iowa everywhere.